0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 105 of Knowing Wheel and we decided to shake it up, it's been 104 episodes of nothing apart from Matt introing uh, but here I am doing the start of the video so uh, yeah we're here, I can't remember what we're meant to talk about but I think it's meant to be Formula 1 I probably should introduce Matt as well, so how are you, how are you doing Matt, are you all good?
1: I, I'm good mate, I was so surprised that you did actually do the intro <laughs> I was halfway through getting a drink when you started there we go, <laughs> so perfect. that's going to be the start of this week's show
0: there we go and we're ready to talk about the saudi arabian grand prix which uh, happened at the weekend if you weren't aware then go and watch it beforehand it probably helps quite a lot for the enjoyment of this video um but yeah i it was it was a it was a race it wasn't it was overall wasn't particularly it wasn't the best race in history put it that way but we're here to talk about it anyway so yeah shall we get straight
1: into it well I, i've got to hand it to you jamie that is a fantastic way to get people to clicking off the video <laughs> by saying it was a bad race immediately but i didn't say it was there a we bad go race no no exactly and of course you know jamie being the professional is you know he mentioned the fact that we'll have links uh down below Indeed. to certain points in the show of course we'll have links to all our various social medias as well go give us both a follow on twitter if you haven't already at jamie underscore 183 or at matt 212yt and of course you can follow the knowing wheel page over there as well we're going to start trying to post up a little bit more on that account but yeah before the weekend, though, Jamie, there was already some controversy because there was concerns that Max Verstappen would get a five-place grid penalty for a stomach replacement.
0: Yes, uh, he's only allowed one stomach per season, so there was concerns that he might have to go over that cap um, in true Red Bull fashion and uh, replace his stomach, but no, he didn't, actually. But he did miss the, the media day on Thursday. He arrived late on Thursday night, so uh, I'm sure he was gutted about that, to be honest but he was fine for the race uh recovered from his illness well and yeah sadly his uh, his car was also suffering a little bit later on the weekend but um we'll get to that later
1: we certainly will and of course I think the other well we had a couple of other big things going on uh, prior to the weekend of course Charles Leclerc after all the speculation uh, it was confirmed that he would be taking a 10 place grid penalty ready for Saudi how Ferrari have managed that we'll never quite understand but yeah already onto his third control electronics for the season is rather impressive. Um, And then the other really weird one, which kind of surprised me, was, of course, the news that uh, motor transport, including bicycles now, are banned from Thursday's track walk. Yeah, which seems like
0: insanity. It seems like the FIA are really trying to clamp down on, on everything, which it feels a little bit like nitpicky, to be honest with you. But... Yeah, I mean I guess it's their sport, it's their rules it's their tracks but it does feel a little bit stupid a little bit like why are you being so it's like we're reversing the last four years of let them race which maybe is a good thing but there we go
1: I mean there's only two real reasons why I can think they've ditched the uh, cycling or using other modes of transport for the track walk well first of all of course the point being that A lot of drivers just don't do it anymore anyway. I mean, Hamilton, I think, has gone on the record and saying he hasn't done a track walk since about 2016. Yeah. He's there like, I don't really care. Um, And, of course, you know, with simulators the way they are nowadays as well, you know, they're so accurate that drivers know exactly what they're walking into on a weekend anyway, because, of course, they've done hundreds of laps back at the factory, apart from, again, Lewis, who often doesn't enjoy (laughs) doing simulator work. Either they've stopped him from doing it so fans that show up on Thursday have an easier opportunity trying to get pictures of the drivers which is a weird reason but Quite a could reason. be valid you know with Formula 1 and the huge social media over the last few years which of course has been well documented not only here uh, but on various social medias funnily enough um, but the other one there was a fantastic quote I saw on Twitter about it and i, I can't I, i'm gonna have to paraphrase but it was basically rules are put into place because somewhere someone stupid has done something at some point <laughs> and of course you know that there is a very real possibility that someone's gone around on a bicycle and ridden into someone or done something like yeah. that
0: yeah and just because it happens once they decide to clamp down on it rather than just trust that it won't happen again which i guess it makes a little bit of sense but it just seems it seems like such a weird thing to be clamping down on um but then they have they've clamped down on a lot of stuff as we'll get onto later as well so yeah. maybe this is the ai the ai the fia sorry <laughs> uh really just taking f1 back under control after we've gone over many times what they've kind of let it, let go of control and kind of let whatever course happens happens over the past four or five years. So maybe it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's a little bit of a strange one, isn't it? And I think the final, a kind of big news, wasn't it, going into the weekend, was, of course, that Lewis Hamilton and his physio, Angela Cullens, have gone separate ways.
0: Yeah, which they've been such a long-term thing. I think even back in McLaren, wasn't she his physio? No,
1: 2014 or 15, I think she came in.
0: Okay, fair. Well, even it so, might she... have actually been 2016 she's been there the majority of his championships um and there's never really been much like they've always been on the record and said they have a really good working relationship so I think it was uh he said something like he's let her go to let her go and pursue her dreams or whatever so it's probably a mutual thing but it was Hamilton's decision uh it wasn't a team decision so yeah I don't know if that'll have an effect on on Lewis but yeah we don't know what she's going to do next but maybe she's got a a bigger job, if that's possible, when you're physioing for the, like statistically the one of the greatest Formula One driver of all I didn't time. I want to say it. There we go. <laughs> I'll let you, uh, you do the Hamilton propaganda on this podcast.
1: Thank you, <laughs> and I will continue to do so. Uh, yeah, no, it seems like an interesting. I mean, obviously, okay, I'm excited to see what she does next. Uh, you know, I think she is one of those members around the paddock that you know he's very very well respected and i think appreciated mm-hmm. by a lot of the fans as well you know she is a great character um, but there there was a little part of me Jamie when i was reading through of course when i saw the news that sort of there was a little voice in the back of my mind going has lewis said to her look the end of this year i'm calling it a day if an opportunity has <laughs> come up for you before then that you want to take on i'll get through the final 20 races or whatever and you just continue following, doing what you want, or you know, have they, has she, have they just decided they wanted to go separate ways? That was just yeah. the one thing. Maybe I'm getting paranoid because I, I don't want to imagine yeah. a world without Lewis in Formula One. To be honest,
0: I I don't think he will retire at the end of this year. To be honest, I put I go on record and say that. Okay. So play that clip in August when he's announced his retirement.
1: Yeah, I will be. I'll be getting that time stamped. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps, yeah, like I so, said, maybe maybe I'm just getting a little bit worried. Um, You know, neither of us have really ever watched Formula 1 properly without Lewis in it, have we? I mean, no, You've obviously not. watched 2006 as much as you can as a six-year-old. <laughs> um, I came in the same year Lewis did in 2007. So it, it is scary to think we aren't far away because, I mean, Lewis and Fernando now are the only two drivers that have been there since we got into the spot and that's yeah. scary that is really scary and
0: the next is probably Hulk isn't it who's you don't well he like had a good. year out so yeah, Checo well, out, I'd many argue years out.
1: <laughs> yeah I'd argue Checo
0: yeah so it's the uh, definitely kind of the first era of us watching as, a, as fans of Formula 1 is definitely closing right now and the likes yes. of Leclerc Norris yeah. Verstappen are going to be here for well the kids I don't know 10-15 years younger than us are going to be like that's their version of Alonso Hamilton and yeah, I, I yes, guess you probably yeah.
1: <laughs> it's mad, absolutely mad. Anyway, let's move on then into the weekend's action. Now, you know, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory to, to how we how we make these podcasts. We we jump on a call, and each week we go right. Which one of us is doing practice and qualifying? Which one of us is doing race notes? Jamie got qualifying and practice race notes this week, and we've got nothing for pre practice. So <laughs> try and segue I, um, that for me.
0: I accidentally forgot that practice existed um, I'll be honest with you so yeah if you can remember anything that happened from practice let us know in the comments but I mean, I can't. you had to
1: freeze <laughs> the freeze had issues in his AlphaTauri pretty much any running in FP3
0: I didn't even notice that I didn't follow FP3 at all fake podcaster over here sorry but yeah we'll get straight into Q1 on Saturday <laughs> Um, and what happened oh yeah uh, Lando Norris weirdly I mean it's not the sort of thing we see very often from Norris. We've we've been very like appraising of him throughout his whole career, really, certainly since the big step he took in twenty twenty. And he randomly just made an unforced error in Q one, which left him out of the session. Which was, I mean, he may have been out anyway, because the car was really not that good, although an enhanced pedestrian did work quite well. But yeah, really an unforced error from Norris, um, hitting the inside wall of turn twenty seven. And that was his quality done. He broke the suspension arm and yeah, I had to call it a day. So lined up, I think P nineteen wasn't he? Or certainly down, out in P Yeah, right
1: towards the back. Yeah, uh, so he was still odd. ahead of Sergeant.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the race will probably still give Norris a nine point zero for his recovery in the in the Grand Prix. But um, <laughs> <Put> to seventeen. <laughs> yes. But yeah, really, too fair. We don't criticise the British drivers very often because they're all quite good. But Norris made a bit of a uh, an error there, so a bit of a boo boo. Indeed, he would indeed.
1: have hit that inside wall and uttered the words oopsie poopsie um, yes
0: I'm sure he would have done
1: as we mentioned though of course he did still outqualify Logan Sargent and what a weird session that was for mm. Sargent because his first run was quick enough to make it into Q2 but he just only just put the wheel over the pit lane entry line which is a big no no so that lap got invalidated even though they told us it was track limits at turn 27 which confused everyone Yeah. then his second lap was um he 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 messed up he spun yeah and then his third lap he messed up still so he just got slower and slower as it went on
0: yeah ended up 39 seconds off the pace uh which is pretty rough i mean to be fair obviously he's a rookie it's his second race in formula one but you could definitely tell this race and it was certainly in qualifying anyway um the potential in the car was there. I think Alvin also could have done a little better in Q1 because I think the but car, I, yeah. they were quite this... confident. And uh, yeah, unfortunately for Williams, it kind of unravelled. But Sargent particularly, you're going to have these weekends when you're a new driver. You're going to be rough. So needs to get it out of his system and, uh, and hopefully kick on.
1: Oh, exactly. And I think, you know, that is completely fair enough. You know, it is just his second ever weekend. Yeah, there's not a particularly easy track to drive around anyway. But I think the thing that was gutting was just the fact he did look Comfortable Mm. and quicker than Albon in that session. It would have been nice for him, you know, get that confidence boost. As much as I like Alex Albon as well, it would have been Mm. nice for him, you know, to get that confidence boost and get that car into Q two ahead of his teammate. Especially, obviously, when you remember that last, well, last race he ended up in Q one by nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll dust himself down. He'll go again in Australia. It's a little bit of an easier track, and it should also suit the Williams. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, But yeah, so obviously we had Lando, Norris, both Williams, and they were then joined by both Alpha Towers out uh, in Q1. And then, Jamie, Q2 got spicy, didn't it?
0: Mm. (laughs) Yes, it did. And uh, Max Verstappen, well, basically immediately, before any times were set, had a transmission problem. Uh, So I think the, yeah, he just lost gears and then had to bring it back to the garage. So no time to repair the car, despite how Like magical the Red Bull engineers have been in the past Um, and yeah he was out 15th place and he was absolutely nailed on for pole position he was dominating the whole weekend up to this point (laughs) Um, the car was definitely the fastest over one lap and in over 50 laps as well Um, (laughs) and he was he had Perez at an arm's length all weekend so it was a big shame for Verstappen but I think the really telling thing is that he he was smiling in his interview afterwards because like Obviously, if this is 2021, he would have been fuming. He'd have been like, what on earth is happening with the, the team? We've got to sort this out. But he he already knows he's going to win the title, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: Pretty much.
0: Yeah. So out in 15th, unfortunately. Obviously, he got a win from 14th on the grid last Correct. year in Spa and from 10th on the grid in Hungary. So this would have been the uh, his record, his personal best from lowest win position. But unfortunately... He didn't end up winning. So, spoilers, he uh, he didn't actually win the race. Um, but, yeah, and it was a good...
1: only one driver has ever won from P15 on the grid, Jamie.
0: Yeah, we don't talk about that race. <laughs> we
1: don't talk about that race. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, for, for those newer Formula 1 fans out there, I mean, it does make me chuckle when you see Alonso propaganda here, there, and everywhere. And it goes... Well, Hamilton and Verstappen have only ever won races from P14 and then won. he got Alonso's one from 15 Yes, in a race his team rigged. Like, how can anyone say that with a straight face?
0: Singapore 2008, go go look it up if you're oh, a one. fan.
1: Crashgate, just Google Crashgate. And then
0: imagine that to. it didn't come out for a year. So it was a year later yeah. that everyone actually found out that they rigged it. So they would have got away with it if it weren't if for it that. If
1: it weren't for those meddling <laughs> Brazilians. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Q2 though, again, that was kind of the only really exciting thing that happened. And of course, it, it gave us a little bit of extra excitement because of course now it meant that there might be a fight uh, heading into Q3. But Hulk, uh, Joe Guanyu, Magnus and for Stappen therefore were out in Q2. Hulk
0: and Joe both out-qualified their teammates. Hold on. Yep,
1: hats off to them. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, unfortunately we forgot that despite the fact that Max was out, uh, his teammate is also the street circuit wizard. It's
0: Checo yes. Perez. Yeah, and after the first runs in Q3, it was fairly clear that Perez was probably going to get a pole because um, he was uh, 0.4 of a second clear of anyone else. I think Alonso was second after the first runs. Yes, um, yeah. But then on the second runs, Perez was last in the in the running order, so everyone else had a shot at his pole position time first and then he was the last to cross the line. Uh, Leclerc actually got within a tenth and a half, basically. He was very, very close to getting me two points in the prediction game which would have been the scabbiest two points he'd ever seen um, but unfortunately not, he couldn't, he couldn't quite top Perez uh, and no one else could either I don't think Alonso really improved uh, Stroll actually well. went purple sector one <laughs> that's what
1: I was going to say
0: Yeah, purple one and then what, he was up in Grieve. sector two wasn't he?
1: He was uh, tenth of a second up at the yeah. end, of sector two, still on Perez, and somehow lost three quarters of a second. And
0: then it ended up in what place. is one if real. If Stroll corner. had got pole, that would have been insane. I think second. We pole. all like we're just here for the chaos of Stroll being good. I think.
1: <laughs> well, this was something I was going to mention later on in today's show, but I'll kind of force it in here quickly. How frustrating is it that Aston Martin now have got a brilliant car? But of course, you know, you can have a brilliant driver lineup in that team. But the fact it's got to be Stroll and someone good. Yeah. You think, like, that could be, a, you know... When I mean, you sort of look down the grid, you go, you know, Lando Norris could try and get that gig. Or, you know, Charles someone Leclerc else Leclerc like, even, that. Someone like that. Charles Leclerc. But no, of course, we're stuck with a pensioner and the dad's son. <laughs>
0: I mean, Alonso's it's so a good so annoying.
1: Driver. Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose, <laughs> but still, it's just annoying, isn't it? You just feel like they're crowding... Well, I mean, yeah, Alonso's still winding back the years but yeah. can't we just get a second decent driver in that car
0: but then the, the only reason that team's doing well is because his dad's paid for the team yeah <laughs> but, I know but like, still, yeah, he's kind of like credit where it's due uh, Lawrence has done a good job so Lance is reaping the benefits so, <laughs> uh, but yeah that ended up with Perez on pole position despite not improving he just didn't really finish his lap in the second runs Uh Talking of not really doing much of a lap, but Lewis Hamilton was down in eighth place, uh, three tenths off his teammate who qualified uh, third. Well, effectively third once the Leclerc penalty was applied. And yeah, Hamilton had an absolute shocker in Q three. And yeah, kind of all qualifying, he was he was held at an arm's length by Russell. But at the end of Q three, he just didn't even get a lap in. I don't know what went on. Do you have any thoughts as a Hamilton fan?
1: I, yeah, it clearly just, you know, memories of last year's uh, Saudi GP for him as well. Of course, you know, that race didn't exactly go well either. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. It, it, there is a little part of me that wonders, you know, how fed up is Lewis uh, in that well, his, at the moment? Well, his
0: qualifying interview afterwards was absolutely depressing if yeah. I was a fan of his. But it was, uh, yeah, not, not great, not great from him.
1: No, I think there, there needs to be... I mean, there's already, isn't there, hush talks about Mercedes. You know, they're already apparently developing a completely different car that apparently is already quicker <laughs> other than the car they've got. But yeah. we, we do really need to wait and see because, again, maybe maybe there's just a little bit of nerves coming from me, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried about my boy at the moment.
0: Yeah, fair enough, and it's probably right to be. Uh, and then Oscar Piastri actually got his car to Q3 as well, so well done to him. He did a um, mega job. Yeah. Did in qualifying, especially
1: 23,000th um, behind Lewis in yeah, that Muk Honda. Yeah. Actually, it's not a Muk Honda, would be race. good actually at this point. It would um,
0: be, yeah. And joined by the two Alpines in Q3, Arcon was seventh and Gasly, tenth. So, yeah, straight on to the race.
1: Yeah, let's, let's get straight into that race then. As you said, Alonso immediately causing controversy, Jamie, the most experienced driver on the grid the wily old fox, El Plan, La Mission, count bar between white lines.
0: Yeah, and he got us all excited by taking the lead at turn one, only for halfway around lap one, the little message comes up from the FIA that he's under investigation. <laughs> and it was just typical, typical, like, water on the fire, immediately. Um, and we saw this for Ocon in, uh, in Bahrain, didn't we? So, the FA. This is one of the other things they're really clamping down on. I don't really see the point. But I do. Rules are rules, so.
1: <laughs> it's always yeah. the shot. I think it's of twenty seventeen Shanghai. Yeah. We're when set. Sebastian Vettel's like two thirds of the way out of his grid box, um, yeah. trying to defend from Lewis Hamilton, who I think Hamilton still went on to win that race. He didn't did, he? but only because um, he got a
0: cheap pit stop when say going coming
1: through the pit lane. Yeah. That's happens, what happens, mate. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just such a strange error for a driver like Fernando Alonso to make. And of course, just like Ocon last week, they messed it up, but didn't mess it up. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later on in the show. But yeah, uh, as well, of course, we had Hamilton starting on the hards for some reason. Everyone else on the mediums, apart from Charles Leclerc and I think a couple of backmarker cars, were on the uh, softs. Um, and then there was already controversy down in turn one when Oscar Piastri after a brilliant qualifying Alpine decided you didn't race our car this year, you're getting sent <laughs> to the Shadow Round
0: uh, yeah and there wasn't really much made of this but I feel like Gasly, it was a bit of a lack of awareness really but it didn't a cost him anything, lack of awareness. so no one really complained and they just moved on but Piastri was down in, what well, last after last. changing his front wing yes. so yeah a little bit a little bit of a first-lap mistake from Gasly, but then can you call it a mistake when he didn't really suffer? Kind of just a bit of yes. rudeness. It elbows out and got away with it, so fair play.
1: <laughs> just because you make a mistake that doesn't impact you directly, do you <laughs> it doesn't make it not a mistake. That might be the most sociopathic thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> it's probably
0: a long list of sociopathic things. That probably. Uh, you could do a compilation by accident. between us. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of a shame. Well, massive shame for Piastri. uh Gasly and it got even care.
1: worse, didn't it? Because his front wing falling off, then hit the other yeah. McLaren, so they both had front wing damage. <laughs> despite the fact they started nowhere near each other, uh, yeah. So they were both at the back by lap three, and then it was just a disaster, pretty much like Bahrain, uh, from then on. Uh, they but... actually
0: got to race a bit though with each other, yeah, but and... only each other, and with uh, Sergeant as well, which they couldn't pass for the whole race. But uh, yeah, exactly,
1: go. exactly. Um, the but. I did just moan about the Canadian fraud in an Aston Martin. Did do a banging overtake on Carlos Sainz down at the bank turn 12 lap one, didn't he?
0: He did. Absolutely wall of death around the outside. Quality stuff from Stroll. Quality. Up into, what was it, P4 at that point? Um, yes. So, yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. And he is, he's always been fairly good at first laps, usually because he's qualifying well out of position, um, which maybe was the case here when you look Alonso in the front row. But... Um, yeah, good, good overtake, credit where it's due. Fair play.
1: Yeah, and of course, obviously, you know, the the race was so boring that I, when we were going through making the notes, I had forgot that Alonso had jumped Checo at the start of the race. Yeah. But, I mean, all of us knew the Red Bull was going to get back past him and pretty much the first chance for DRS Checo went past him. It make a bit of a hash of the overtake, um, but did, of course, still pull it off there. And, I mean, this weekend was quite an important one uh, for Sergio Perez because I think... You know, with Max with Issues this had to be a must win Grand Prix Sergio Perez and it it had to be a must win race where there was no hassle involved in it either you just had to get on with it He lost the lead at the start but again learned to line up your car properly Um, but yeah then pretty much from then on never really looked back did also make me chuckle, though. Uh, Hamilton getting a warning for excessive weaving down the street. <laughs> felt like that one, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but I felt that one was a bit harsh.
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit, because he was clearly just trying to break the toe, which we've seen numerous times from a certain Dutchman in a yeah. certain championship finale one time. But, um, yeah, it was, it was weird. I, I do feel like the FAA have basically got their strict pants on and are like, right, we're going to absolutely... They're tight just- pants yeah that's the one um and just basically clamp down on every little thing they can and tell Hamilton to take his earrings off as well so yeah it's it's very it, i find it a little odd, and i feel like the over penalizing or the over refereeing as it were is something they're going through a phase of doing i feel like they're kind of going extreme with it now so that everyone gets in line and then they can relax a little bit and maybe we see a cycle of that where it ends up back where they uh make decisions but based on they're, excitement
1: they're doing we'll it in an extreme way but we're still not getting good wheel to wheel battles a lot of the time because people are still allowed to barge each other off the road that's what they've got to be worrying about no we haven't really seen that this season yet have we the... a little bit a little bit um, already
0: yeah I mean, maybe it's the next thing to come but we'll see I do, I do look forward to the first big race like wheel to wheel decision they have to make and which way that
1: goes. <laughs> Depends who <laughs> it involves, I suppose. Um yeah. <laughs> But of course, yeah, early on, I mean, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen, both were making very good progress, pretty much back to where you'd expect them to be uh, early enough in the GP. Ferrari then actually do a good strategy and overcut Lance Stroll as he's forced to pit with the smooth operator right behind him. And then on lap 18, Stroll breaks down.
0: Yes, and uh as we've seen many times in the past, this basically bought, ruined the race they bought the safety car out and go there goes any chance of anything interesting happening because everyone is obviously going to take the opportunity to make a, get a free stop if they haven't already and that leaves everyone on the same strategy and everyone goes to the end of the race so there's no more pit stops they're all in a rough order of where they should be so there's nothing really going on I think I recall 2020 Silverstone the first race The one that actually did get exciting in the last few laps, but that was the same situation as a safety car just at the point of a pit window. Everyone peeled into the pits and the race was dead until lap 50 when everyone started getting punctures. So, yeah, sadly, we didn't get the last lap excitement here. And it basically, yeah, uh, ruined, ruined any chance we had of different strategies or anything interesting really happening for the rest of the race. So, Yeah. yeah.
1: And it also, of course, you know, because let's be fair, it didn't need to be a safety car, did it either? No, Stroll no. was far enough out of the way that I'm pretty certain I could have moved that car from where I was sat on my sofa at home. Um, yeah, you just did not need a safety car, but it did mean that Max Verstappen was back towards the front of the field, and it meant that although we had less overtakes, I mean, let's be fair, it was just going to be slipstreaming and flying past. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, it did allow us, you know, a little bit of potential controversy down at Red Bull what were they going to do about check out the front of the field but before we got to that Alex Albon then had a brake failure and just carried on driving with it for like two laps
0: yeah very strange because he said like he came on the radio panicked like I've got a brake failure what do I do and then he just carries on pinning the throttle everywhere and doesn't get out of the way for quite a long time um, screws over Hulkenberg who was right behind him which is no surprise and how can he yeah, screw over before. Hulkenberg
1: when he's not slowing down? <laughs> Real me yeah. that, Jamie.
0: Well, he was making, like, he couldn't get the car slowed down, could he, properly, so it was costing him time, definitely. Um, but yeah, he unfortunately had to retire the car, but yeah, sad for Alban, but he was never really going to get points, I don't think, anyway, to be honest. He was
1: right there on the cusp.
0: Yeah, he was around there, wasn't he? Um, but the safety car didn't favour him, I think he was behind Sonoda and Magneton yeah. Uh, who were the two that ended up having quite a good battle actually for, for P ten?
1: Yes, and of course then we then we saw the, you know the the Honda power unit really. I mean, I mean the way Max just went past Russell was insane, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it yeah. was in sort of ridiculous. Like over the midfield cars, Max Verstappen had a seventeen mile an hour advantage top end <laughs> speed, which is cartoonishly fast. I mean that is. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I think Hamilton saying that Red Bull is the most dominant car he's ever seen is not quite fair, because no. that 2014 Mercedes was still ridiculous. Was
0: a second and a half quicker than everything else, basically.
1: But it, Around a track like Saudi, it wasn't far away, was it? That Red Bull. I mean, I think it was a little bit like Spa last year, where it really just is a track that suits their car as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, down the straights that thing was an absolute rocket ship.
0: Absolutely, and it yeah, it paid off for Verstappen getting straight back up into P2 ahead of uh, Russell and Alonso, and he uh, yeah just kind of got on with it, didn't he? And the gap when he got into second place with about five seconds, I think, between yeah. Perez and Verstappen, it fluctuated quite a lot, but never really came below four seconds. So there was a little bit of politics on the radio, but it never uh, never blew up like we maybe expected. <laughs>
1: No, and I think, of course, you know, on the contrary to Max, therefore being given sort of a couple of free places and allowing him to move forward, Ferrari just got then stuck, didn't they? In sixth and seventh, they couldn't even match Merckx, and mm. they were still obviously behind Alonso, uh, which was a little bit strange. Yeah, especially but,
0: when they qualified second, or Leclerc put his car second on the.
1: Leclerc's group. just mega over one lap, though, isn't he? Yeah, I think people true. now are starting to appreciate the the absolute dog he's trying to drag around, at least on a qualifying lap. Um, yeah, but. I I think you know as well. You, you mentioned the Red Bull politics. Sergio Perez, he's he's been in this game long enough now. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know tip my hat, dot dot my hat to him, just briefly because he was very very clever over the radio, wasn't he? he was, when they were yeah. telling him about doing one thirty threes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think he's he's been in that team long enough now to know that he won't be the favoured driver if there was to be team orders. Um, when there's team orders, yeah. When there are team orders, as we saw in Brazil, for instance, although that was to favour him, ironically, um, didn't work though, did it? No, no, it didn't work. Uh, but yeah, he was he was very clever. They obviously told him to slow down, and he was like, "What's Max doing?" And then didn't neither of them really slowed down. No, um, well,
1: hence why they were still sitting. Well, I mean, they were both told to do a one thirty three zero, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, and I think Checo did a thirty two two fast, just a max of a 31-9. So neither of those really sound like 33 zeros.
0: No, not particularly. Um, so, yeah, it was clever from Perez. He's obviously, like, doesn't, doesn't want to be a Mark Webber in that team, but kind of feel like he might be. I think he's a bit, obviously, the Webber and Vettel thing. I think the gap between Webber's ability and Vettel's ability, certainly their ceilings, was bigger than Perez and Verstappen's. Oh, I think
1: different cars as well. Very different cars. I think um, the, the yeah. cars, you know, those that early 2010 era was basically designed for Sebastian Vettel. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a debate for another day. Yeah, I, I guess the only other really sad thing going on was, of course, like, as we mentioned earlier on, Logan Sargent was able to defend from the McLarens even when they had DRS. Like, they weren't closing yeah. in on him down the straights. Which goes to show, A how slippery that Williams is down the straights and B what a diabolical situation McLaren are in at the moment
0: yeah it's not looking good and i think their major upgrade package is not until Baku which is a long way down the line isn't it so yeah it's it's looking rough i'd be it's saying that though like piastri obviously did put the car in p like p9 on the, on the in the qualifying norris had his car 11th in Bahrain so if they had a smooth race i think points are like well the way F1 is right now with the big four teams now because Aston Martin have pulled something out of nowhere you're kind of looking at most like 8th, ninth places anyway so the good thing for McLaren is no one that they're battling will really get too far ahead um, Alpine? Alpine may do although even then they're finishing 8th and ninth, aren't they so it's yeah, but not there's still,
1: still 6 points you're gaining yeah. over someone yeah. that's already are still on 0 points and needing a miracle because I think it's obviously as you mentioned those big four teams, Alpine look pretty dead set to be taking away a lot of the scraps. Yeah. You know where do the likes of Al- uh, Alfa Romeo, McLaren, Haas come into this? You know yeah. where where McLaren have got to be sat there at the moment going, where do we pick up points from right now?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because well, their primary thing is to well a make their car work, um, and b like. They need to be getting ahead of the likes of Haas and Alfa Romeo, who definitely seem a step ahead right now. Because McLaren seem kind of on a par with Alfa Tauri, with like Williams, which basically at the back. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation. You wonder how long both those drivers really are going to be sticking around. Because yeah, they're both high quality drivers. I think not, there's nothing given a car capable right now.
1: Still, this belief isn't there about the new wind tunnel. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, McLaren want to try and get this new wind tunnel dialed in and everything like that. Uh, um, But, yeah, of course, Sergio Perez, you know, I think it was also, you know, fair play to him, did do everything he needed to. And, of course, you know, a little bit of redemption as well for last year. Beats out, obviously, Max and then the whole controversy around Fernando Alonso. Where do we begin with that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was odd. It was very strange. I think, yeah, I mean, we've seen in the past basically the rules are outdated <coughs> I, think. I think the rules uh, that we're talking about, obviously Alonso gets his five second penalty, he serves it under the safety car when a safety car is deployed in the pit lane so he still takes the five second penalty um, and there was concerns at first that you're not allowed to take the penalty under the safety car they were quickly put to bed um, because you can serve it under the safety car which I actually think is stupid See, but that needs go. to be changed yeah <laughs> Um, but then the big issue was one of the the rear jack men put uh, like obviously no mechanics are allowed to touch the car before the five seconds has been served, and the rear jack man put his jack under the rear wing of the car, didn't raise it or anything, just had it close, ready to raise, which all the mechanics are doing. And they initially, well, I say initially, on lap fifty on the cooldown lap, they the FIA realised this and penalised Alonso with a further 10-second penalty like we saw for on in Bahrain, which effectively raised Russell up to P3 temporarily. Uh, I didn't watch the race live, so I didn't see the podium celebrations or anything. Alonso was on the podium, so. Alonso was on the podium, was he? Okay. Uh, so it was, it was just a whole mess, really, because Mercedes obviously later on said, great, we're on the podium. Russell finished third because of this penalty. And then Aston Martin appealed um, I don't know what their basis of appeal was maybe that the mechanic wasn't touching the car or maybe that he wasn't working on the car which I think is the actual wording
1: So um, this was the bizarre yeah. thing about it Now th- again, this it's one of those things where we're, we're in a billion dollar sport how little things like this still slip through the cracks I will never quite understand Yeah. But the way Aston Martin and apparently a lot of the other teams had interpreted the rules was of course that the jacks aren't technically mechanics because they're not altering anything on the car the jacks are still part of the parking process so all of up, the basically. all the examples that Aston Martin showed the FIA were the front jack which is actually meant to be excluded from those uh, personnel that can't touch the car but it was only ever put in the rule book as the jack men or women Mm. so Aston Martin went back going well it's the rear jack you haven't said technically we can't use it here's a load of examples of the front jack being able to go with it La Mission El Plan give old man his 100th <laughs> podium because you've already made the graphic for it and they did so the third yeah. place trophy just kept getting shipped off between Mercedes and Aston Martin all evening
0: yeah and it ended up in the Aston Martin camp with Alonso's 100th podium which is a massive achievement I think at least six other drivers, is it, who've done that? Five other drivers. Five other drivers, so one becomes the sixth. Um, Can you name them all? Hamilton.
1: Hamilton's got more wins than the has podiums.
0: Not for long at this
1: rate. Not for long at this rate. Um, no. About another three races. Yeah. <laughs> a month Raikkonen's... and a half.
0: This is not the quiz, by the way. The quiz is no, to not. you later. I um, Hamilton, Prost. Yeah. Raikkonen. Yeah. Oh, Schumacher. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who who would be the other one? Oh, Vettel. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, the fact Vettel is going to end up with fewer podiums than Alonso with double his World Championships is quite mad.
1: Which is what I put on our Twitter group chat earlier. Jamie didn't come up with that himself. I didn't, but I'm going to not give it any credit. So there we go. Uh, (laughs) Where were we?
0: Uh, Oh yeah, the FAA don't know what they're doing. Um, Yes, and that was kind of the end of the race then. So... Uh, Red Bull one two, which I feel like we'll be saying a lot this season. Uh, Alonso ended up six hours late going on a, on the podium in third place again. <laughs> Thankfully, I missed all of that drama by uh, watching the race on Channel Four later on. So yeah, didn't really get messed around by the FA, which is a win for me. Um, and yeah, the rest of the order: what Hamilton, uh, Russell P4, yep. Hamilton fifth actually did all right in the race, especially. Had the safety car not screwed him because he did get quite unlucky with that. Um, because he had to basically bin off his hard stint early and go to the mediums, which were not ideal, not the optimal. I don't strategy. think they
1: made much difference coming in no, day to
0: be honest. No, uh, Leclerc and science, obviously, we mentioned P6 and 7, uh, ahead of both Alpines, Ocon ahead of Gasly, and Magnuson having the final point with absolutely banging overtake on Yuki Sonoda about the 14th time of asking. Um down the inside turn one, both fully locked up, but he got it done. So fair play. And also shout out Joe Guan Yu. Matt doesn't think this is real, but I did. I I saw it.
1: I uh, also have seen the move. It's just oh, nowhere near it. as impressive as. No, it is. Out to it's be. a
0: great his move he's on Logan Sargent.
1: He's gone around the outside of a rookie on the clean side of the track, <laughs> and he's broke about ten meters later. What's so great, amazing about that? It was a great move. It was right. A great okay. move from Joe. Okay, Jamie. Apparently, <laughs> um, driver of the day though, Jamie one eight three.
0: Who, who are we giving it Driver to? Driver of the day. Uh, I mean, no one did amazingly well. They kind of just all did as you expect, really.
1: I love the fact that Verstappen's gone 15th to second and we still don't... Well, know I,
0: I, I expected good. a win still. To be-
1: <laughs> I think, well, I tell you one person that clearly did expect a win and that was Jose Verstappen. Yeah, just he was not happy, a quick little mention to him. What, I mean, you can't say the words I want to say about him on YouTube, <laughs> um, but he's just such a hateful character, isn't he?
0: He's very, very dislikable, indeed. So uh, easily to dislike. Yeah. I will give Drive of the Day to the happen. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. For time's sake.
1: Fair enough. I think, We have therefore... a quiz to do. Oh, well, was I was actually going to allow me to do my Drive of the Day, but apparently I don't get one. So oh, yeah. Gonna carry well, up, carry, on. No, carry who... on with your quiz. Okay, carry with let's your do quiz. the quiz, and
0: then Matt can do his <laughs> Drive of the Day. Uh, Sergio Perez took his uh, sixth Grand Prix victory.
1: Is it six?
0: I think it's six now.
1: I thought we only have five.
0: Oh, maybe, it's his, maybe it is his fifth. Maybe I'm wrong. But regardless, yeah, I think it's his 26th podium. Uh, he has shared the podium, shared the rostrum, oh, with no. 16 other drivers oh, No, in his Grand Prix career. You have one minute to name 16 of the drivers that Sergio Perez has shared a podium with any time he's going.
1: Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, um Hamilton Rosberg Bottas um, Doing well. Vettel Indeed Um Alonso Mm mm-hmm. um, Kobayashi? No. No. Uh Grosjean? Yep. Um I already said Raikkonen, didn't I?
0: No. Never but is there.
1: Okay. Um, trying to think. Other drivers. Ocon. You've stroll. Left.
0: Yep. you got five left and ten seconds. Ricardo. Yep. Um, I think last year. I mean, your time's up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, actually. I think I did all right. You got, you have I try not left, to so panic.
0: 12 out of 16, but... You that's did,
1: pretty 75% you, is good going. That's
0: pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, you did forget about last year, basically, was the issue. Uh, George Russell. Russell, yeah, of course. Lando Norris. Uh, I would not have remembered that one. Imola, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Carlos Sainz at uh, Silverstone and a couple of other places as well.
1: I was um, there at Silverstone. And Imola. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the other one uh, was probably the hardest. Probably you didn't get Pierre Gasly back oh, yeah. in 2021. Yes, uh, yeah. that's probably fair enough.
1: I think if you'd given me the races as well, then I could have yeah, been able maybe. To get more of those. Not but enough that's time fair. for that,
0: sadly. But who was no. your driver of the day with that intermission? Well, I was <laughs> going
1: to say Sergio Perez, but apparently I'm not allowed a driver of the day. So no, yeah. no, not this time. Perez was my driver of the day, though. I think you know did everything that could have been asked of him. And to be honest, it was just funny to see Jos for so upset because how dare his son come P two? Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Still leads the championship though, which for a second he wasn't. No, uh, no, Until the last lap, fastest lap, which I think Verstappen is going for the uh, lead the championship from start to finish trophy. Isn't yes. He? So yeah, exactly. I feel like he was very glad that he got that fastest lap in.
1: But what's it now he's led the world championship for 34 consecutive... No, it's not that much, is it? He um, took the lead. Maybe he didn't he seven, did lead early on last year. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he also... Still then, Jamie, one of the bizarrest records I heard him banging on about on Sky. I don't know if you knew this. Max Verstappen could have broke Schumacher's record of winning, I think it was 16 Grand Prix's out of 21. Um, they're, they're still oh, both wow. tied on 15 out of 20, which is such That's a ridiculously insane. useful stat. Useless stat, sorry. Um, that I don't really know sort of what relevance it holds. Yeah, um, not, not
0: particularly. It's a cool stat, though. He's just dominating the sport, isn't he? Which is great for everyone.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> F1 Fantasy. Jamie one eight three yes. How My did you get on this week? It is
0: horrifically boring. It it did do quite well. But did you change it's... your team? I did I, only slightly. I was on Verstappen, Leclerc, Alonso, Gasly, I think. Okay. Uh, and now I'm on Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, Stroll. <laughs> Fair enough. So I've gone full Red Bull, full Aston Martin, and Nico Hulkenberg.
1: <laughs> Who are your teams?
0: Red Bull, Aston Martin.
1: Oh, okay. How can you yeah. stretch that out then?
0: Because Hulk's really cheap. Uh, and Aston Martin, obviously, are massively underpriced based on uh, how they should be. Yeah,
1: but I'm just looking at it. We've got exactly the same team, except for I've got Gasly, not Stroll. Stroll's cheaper than Gasly. So. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I'd take Stroll in my team. Exactly. <laughs> well, not We're have the same,
0: same team for the for the rest of the season. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so I didn't do as well as I could have done because of Stroll's DNF, but it was still a pretty good week. I how got many points? I got 282. Oh. Oh! You've done better than me again. He's I've in the done mud.
1: better than you again. Oh, Get no. in the mud. Get in the bin. Three hundred two
0: points to your boy. I thought that might be the case because obviously Stroll got minus fourteen.
1: So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I was quite happy actually to be fair. I should have tripled Max Verstappen. I thought uh, about it, but I'm
0: like, there's going to be. He's going to win seventy so races this season. he might as well say there's going to be plenty of race, opportunities. but he did score more, more points because
1: he was further back. He got bonus points for overtakes. yeah,
0: that's the case, isn't it? But he so, won't. He didn't get any streaks or sprint races or anything. So no. I feel like there'll be there be ample opportunity to triple captain Max. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, at some point somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out as well quickly to the guy that put a grand on Verstappen winning the race early in the weekend. Uh, yeah. For and I quote the easiest three hundred pounds of my life profit. Yeah. Um, I hope, or um, the you're, the net the net thirteen
0: hundred pound loss has gone down well.
1: Yes, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Um, my second my third team sorry did better than you as well quickly just as a shout oh, out which well, has well Verstappen, Leclerc, Alonso, Hulkenberg, and Joe um, Very so good. get mugged where does that rank us Jamie in the match 212 League
0: uh, out of 819 teams because F1 Fantasy is dead uh, so please join our league because please yeah, do we're, we're scraping the barrel here um, I am 254th so not oh.
1: Great. oh
0: are you in the top 100? Yes. Oh, wow.
1: Jamie, I oh, am I see you. 76th.
0: Fair play. I'm in the Problem
1: top is, 10% of my own league.
0: It's so easy to get like the best team, basically. Yeah,
1: they def- they desperately... I mean, it's a pretty dead league, once again, like we said. Um, but they desperately do need to fix it. So it's at least a bit more of a challenge. Um, because, yeah. yeah, basically, at the moment, everyone's just putting the same team uh, every week. I think as well, actually, for the first time in a long time, Jamie, I can be quite confident about our little own prediction scheme as well, can't I? I Mr. Like Ferrari done... double podium.
0: We've done quite similarly, I reckon.
1: Um, Overall. No. Well, you did. I don't think you put Alonso in. No, I didn't. You're right. Neither of us did for some
0: reason. So I feel like we both did rubbish, really. So stop we covering. have done both
1: pretty rubbish. Uh, how many points <laughs> were we on after the opening week? Was it six against two? Or was it uh, six against I got, four? I got six, definitely.
0: I feel like you got two
1: uh, I'm just trying to scroll all the way back. Uh, which is taking quite chat, a long time. Um, so, yeah, you were on six. I was on two. Um, so, I had a four point deficit coming into this weekend. Jamie, if I'm not mistaken, you scored one point.
0: What, just for staffing on the podium? For wow. staffing
1: on the podium, wrong position. Wow. I scored two! Course.
0: Well done. Well, because I've got coming both down. Rebels on the podium.
1: So that brings it down to seven against four. Yeah, I'm closing well, actually, it back up. I'll put
0: it in the chat so we can actually remember.
1: As well. Yes, we do need to there keep track go. of that once again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's be fair, we've done pretty well to make this almost a 50-minute podcast, still haven't we? What would be, Jamie, your race rating out of 10 for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix?
0: Uh, Probably like a four. Yeah, I genuinely I didn't say. enjoy it very much, to be honest.
1: Well, put it this way, I had a huge yawn coming into it. Uh, I yeah. genuinely felt quite drowsy. Uh, so I think for me, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, um, not not yeah. great. Not not um, a great uh, weekend.
0: At least next race, it's over by 8am, so we can get on with our day. We can um. then get on with our day, <laughs> yeah,
1: which is always nice. Um, yeah, of course, we will be back to review all the action from the Australian Grand Prix uh, in just under two weeks' time. But of course, we'll be back next week with a pre-show as well. Thank you all, as always, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure to leave a like, get yourself subscribed, like yourself, follow us on all your favourite podcasting places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even here on YouTube. And yeah, we will be back next week then, with more Knowing Wheel.